Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, summer heat rages across the U.S. amid the major flooding in parts of the country, causing death and widespread disaster with more rain in the forecast. Historic flooding in central Appalachia, as Kentucky's governor predicts a double-digit death toll. We're there tonight as rescue teams are saving people from rooftops. Economic downturn, what the new disappointing GDP report means for your wallet. China's warning to President Biden, don't play with fire. The two-hour-long phone call as tensions grow over the island of Taiwan. Failing America's veterans after burn pit legislation is blocked by Senate Republicans, John Stewart goes to the Hill and sounds off on the GOP. They haven't met a veteran, they won't screw over. Families of 9-11 victims blast Donald Trump as the former president hosts the Saudi-backed live tour at his New Jersey golf club just 50 miles from ground zero, his controversial comments. Nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately. Monkeypox crisis. The major American city tonight declaring a state of emergency as cases explode. JetBlue buying Spirit, what the $3.8 billion deal could mean for your next trip. And how an NFL superstar is helping Kansas City teenagers give back to their community. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Thursday night. 
Tonight, for the second time this week, catastrophic flooding has forced Americans to flee their homes in the middle of the night, this time in eastern Kentucky. Six to ten inches of rain caused widespread flash flooding across central Appalachia, washing out roads and bridges and pushing homes off their foundations. At least eight people are dead, but Kentucky's governor warns the death toll will likely rise into the double digits in the coming days. The governor also said that hundreds of properties could be destroyed in one of the the worst, most devastating flooding events in state history. Well, tonight a state of emergency is in effect and the National Guard has been activated. The Kentucky Red Cross is on the ground in nine counties affected by the flooding and more rain is on the way. We have a lot of news to get to tonight and meteorologist Mike Seidel from our partners at the Weather Channel is going to start us off from Garrett, Kentucky. Good evening, Mike. Good evening, Norris. You can already see the creek here has gone down about five feet from its peak earlier today. Earlier this morning, about 30 residents were rescued from their homes, and they're telling us this is the worst flooding here in 45 years. The rushing water took residents by surprise. The water was coming over that bridge over there, just and, and there's you can see all the debris. The North Fork Kentucky River in Whitesburg reached nearly 11 feet above flood stage today. This is out by the Apple Shop in downtown Whitesburg. As much as six inches of rain fell in less than three hours, triggering fast rising floodwaters in the eastern part of Kentucky. It's so sad. When the sun came up, Buckhorn Elementary in hard hit Perry County was completely underwater. A state of emergency remains in effect. Let me say that unfortunately, uh, I expect double digit deaths uh, in this flooding. That's something that we rarely see. Roads in many areas aren't passable. First responders were forced to brave swift moving waters to rescue people from their homes. We didn't have no time to get nothing out of our, uh, uh, my little apartment in the basement. I lost everything. The same weather system caused deadly flooding in St. Louis earlier this week. And tonight, with more rain in the forecast, residents are bracing for more devastation. And we worry about slips coming off the hill, too, from the dirt and the debris. Yeah, mudslides. Mudslides, yeah. 24,000 customers in Kentucky are without power. Cell service is spotty, and these residents can't get back in here until the water recedes, and then the remediation process gets underway. Nora? All right, Mike, thank you so much. For more on these powerful storms that have caused so much damage and where they're headed next, let's bring in the Weather Channel's Mike Bettis. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. The rain came fast and furious for Kentucky. You take a look at the radar recap. It showed that storms were nonstop overnight, with some places picking up more than a foot of rain in just a short 12 hours or less. And it doesn't take a lot of rain to be dangerous. Six inches of flowing water can knock a person off their feet. Two feet of water, enough to float your vehicle. And water flowing at four miles per hour, which doesn't seem all that fast, is more powerful than you might imagine. It can damage or destroy your home. You take a look at the threat areas for flooding Friday and Saturday, the same locations that have been hit all week long. And if you take a look at the data from the past 60 plus years, it's the Midwest, the Ohio Valley and the Northeast, Nora, that have seen the biggest increase in flood events and heavy precipitation, 55% increase in the Northeast. Mike Bettis, thank you so much. Let's turn out of the White House where President Biden is going on the offensive against growing fears that the country is heading into a recession. This follows today's report that the country's GDP fell for a second straight quarter. The president is instead focused on what could be a major legislative victory. Here's CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns. 
With news that the U.S. economy shrunk again last quarter, President Biden downplayed fears about a recession. There's going to be a lot of chatter today on Wall Street and among pundits about whether we are in a recession. But if you look at our job market, consumer spending, business investment, we see signs of economic progress in the second quarter as well. Top Republicans on Capitol Hill quickly came to a different conclusion. The government announced what every American has been feeling for nearly a year. We are in a recession. The economy has now contracted for two quarters in a row, considered the basic indicator of a recession. Business investment fell from April through June, and consumer spending slowed. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says whether it's technically a recession or not doesn't matter. People are freaking out that prices remain high. It is hurting people who make less than the median household income of 60 or $70,000. And frankly, it's hurting everyone. Home construction also shrunk significantly, worrying Dallas real estate broker Danny Perez. When you hear the word recession, it just scares you. And so um, buyers at that point are going to begin to think about, well, do I need to wait and see what's going to happen? The president argued a new budget deal struck by top Democrats would help fight inflation and urged Congress to pass it. Get it done. The surprise agreement came just weeks after West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin walked away from the deal. The package lowers health care premiums and drug prices and boosts alternative energy, including tax credits to buy electric cars, mostly paid for by a 15 percent minimum corporate tax increase. This is a bill that will knock down inflation, should knock down gas prices, should knock down basically high costs across the board. Republicans argued it would do the opposite. It's not the time to increase taxes or spending. It's going to feed the fires of inflation. Democrats plan to bring up the bill for a vote next week, and they're going to need every one of their 50 members to pass it. Arizona's Kirsten Cinema, a key moderate who has gotten in the way of her party's agenda in the past, has yet to say whether she'll support it. Nora. Caitlin Huey-Burns, thank you. Well, President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping confronted each other in a marathon two-hour call. One of the topics was Taiwan. The Chinese are demanding that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi cancel her trip there. There's growing friction over the island that China claims as its own territory. The White House says President Biden said the United States opposes efforts to undermine peace across the Taiwan Strait, while she warned that, quote, those who play with fire will perish by it. Well, there were fireworks on Capitol Hill today, and comedian Jon Stewart was at the center of it. He slammed Republicans who blocked a burn pit bill, which is meant to help veterans exposed to toxins while serving our country, something that previously had had bipartisan support. Here's CBS's David Martin. This is total BS. How do you change your mind right when you're about to make a law that's going to save lives? This was intended to be a celebration of the final passage of legislation funding medical coverage for ailing veterans exposed to military toxic waste pits. Instead, the failed Senate vote triggered a profanity-laced tirade that included celebrity John Stewart. They haven't met a veteran. They won't screw over. What the f- are we? Retired Army Lieutenant Colonel Dan Brewer has been warning about the hazards of burn pits ever since he went to Iraq in 2005 as an environmental engineer. I was just overwhelmed by what I saw. I saw 
medical waste, syringes and vials and burnt rubber and uh, exploded aerosol cans. And what was your concern about them? And these are carcinogens and things that you should never be uh, burning like this in an open pit. At some of the bigger bases, the U.S. eventually installed incinerators with stacks which carried the toxic fumes away from troops. But not in time for Army reservist Leroy Torres. I lived approximately uh, within one mile from the uh, burn pit. Was it in constant use? Uh, that pit operated 24-7. After a year in Iraq, Torres returned to his civilian job as a Texas state trooper. But the damage was done. Ten years later, I was diagnosed with a toxic brain injury. He needs supplemental oxygen and suffers from a respiratory condition called constrictive bronchitis, which cost him both his military and civilian jobs. We almost lost our house. We exhausted our life savings. It uh, put us in a very, uh, very dark place. Torres keeps a gallery of service members who have already died from diseases linked to burn pits. Now, says one of the bill's sponsors, this delay will cause more. There are going to be veterans die between now and when this bill passes. Add veterans' health care to the list of bitter divisions between Democrats and Republicans. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. And we talked with John Stewart about burn pits for our next episode of Person to Person. You can watch it Tuesday night, August 2nd at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific on the CBS News app. Former President Donald Trump is at the center of a growing controversy between 9-11 families and the Saudi-backed golf tour. The Live Tour's next tournament stop is at Trump's New Jersey golf course, where he and his son, Eric, teed off today. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. Before teeing off today, former President Donald Trump defended hosting a Saudi-backed golf tournament at his Bedminster Club in New Jersey, just 50 miles from ground zero. Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately. He also praised the new Live Golf Tour, which is backed by the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. In 2018, American intelligence officials concluded the Crown Prince had authorized the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Live Golf launched this summer and is poaching stars from the PGA Tour by paying them huge fees for joining and big payouts for winning. The winner of this weekend's event gets $4 million. That's nearly $1.5 million more than the Masters top prize. My two brothers were murdered on 9-11. 9-11 families released this ad earlier this week. Dennis McGinley's brother, Danny, died at the World Trade Center. When you first learned that Bedminster would host a live golf tournament, what was your reaction? Shock, anger, beyond comprehension. Last September, an FBI report showed evidence that two Saudi officials provided support to at least two of the 9-11 terrorists. Fifteen of the 19 9-11 hijackers were Saudi nationals. Last night, Trump and his wife partied with some of the live players, like Dustin Johnson, whose contract is reported to be upwards of $100 million. But for McGinley and others who lost loved ones on 9-11, the pain is still raw. This is such a, a kick in the gut, a, a ripping open of the wound again. A Live Golf spokesperson tells CBS News tonight the 9-11 families have their deepest sympathy. Former President Trump did not respond to our request for comment, but he is expected to host another Live Golf tournament later this year. Nora. Nikki Batiste, thank you. 
We turn now to our Eye on America as more people struggle to make ends meet. A startling number of those newly homeless are baby boomers. Tonight, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti takes a look at why older people are now one of the fastest growing groups living on the streets. So this is where you all sleep at night? Yes, this is our sleeping quarters. 65-year-old Maria Negrete, her daughter and granddaughter, live in their car on the streets of San Diego. Things to shower. After losing their jobs and getting evicted from their apartment. You have been looking for work. Your daughter has been looking for work. How frustrating has that been for you? It's hard because I, as much as we try, we feel that the system pushes you to the position that we are. Do you see a way off the streets back into a home? No, especially with everything so expensive, like gas, the rent, everything. And that's heartbreaking for me. Negrete is among one of the fastest growing groups of homeless. Baby boomers, many like her, worked low paying jobs and had no savings to fall back on when times got tough. According to research, the number of homeless people over 55 is expected to spike to 225,000 in the next four years nationwide, up from 170,000 in 2017. That's a 32% jump. I mean, this is an age, a time in one's life that should be defined by stability. And that's what you would think. Teresa Smith started Dreams for Change, an organization that helps the homeless by providing jobs and safe parking for those with cars. Nearly half of her clients are baby boomers. Yeah, we hear the same story over and over again. I've lived in this place 10, 15 years, and now I have to move because they've increased the rent above what I even earned for a given month. And that crisis grew during the pandemic and has been intensified by record inflation and housing costs. In San Diego, the average two-bedroom apartment is more than $3,700 a month, up 21% from last year. What's your biggest fear, your, your biggest concern? My biggest concern is that as much as we try, we might be stuck being in the car for a long time. Stuck, like too many other working Americans, with nowhere to sleep at night. For Eye on America, Jonathan Vigliotti, San Diego. And there is still much more news ahead on tonight's CBS Evening News. JetBlue's proposed merger with Spirit Airlines, how it could impact airfares. And one of America's largest cities declares a state of emergency over monkeypox. And how much would you pay for an 80 million year old dinosaur fossil? At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. JetBlue Airways reached a deal to buy Spirit Airlines today. The proposed $3.8 billion deal comes one day after a merger deal between Frontier and Spirit failed. Now, if this deal is approved, it would create the nation's fifth largest carrier. Some analysts warn the merger could mean even higher airfares. 
The mayor of San Francisco declared a public health emergency today. The city is now the epicenter of monkeypox on the West Coast. San Francisco has one of the highest rates of the virus in the United States. Tomorrow, the Biden administration will make nearly 800,000 doses of monkeypox vaccine available nationwide. Now to Washington State, where a ferry carrying cars and passengers crashed while approaching a Seattle terminal this morning. The ferry slammed into the structure that guides the boats into the pier. It was significantly damaged. However, however, none of the passengers or the crew were injured. All right, coming up next, Kansas City teenagers tackle an NFL Stars Challenge. Most students see summer vacation as a time to take a break, sit back, and relax. But tonight, we meet a group of Kansas teenagers who are using their free time to give back with help from one of the NFL's biggest names. Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian. Volunteering has long been a way to keep Kansas City kids off the streets and giving back during the summer. Nope. But it wasn't until a local hero... Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes challenged students to volunteer 15 hours that it really scored as he teamed up with the Kansas City chapter of the National Youth Volunteer Corps, which helps kids make a difference. When Patrick Mahomes puts his name on something like this, what type of impact does it have? Oh, man, it, <laughs> that's the man of the, of the NFL. So just having his name associated with it was a big thing for us. A blitz of enthusiasm as kids scrambled to be on Mahomes' special team. Enrollment more than double. I like how he gives the charity a lot, and he's probably my, one of my favorite players in the NFL right now. The work is helpful like making dog toys for shelter puppies. But it says much about introducing kids to the concept of service. When I grow up, I do want to be a nurse, so this is like a great start for me to help people out. Tending to the garden that is our future. We'll use the shovel to dig them up. And teaching the leaders of tomorrow, there's no time like the present, and few presents greater than their time. One, two, three. Janet Shamley and CBS News, Kansas City. That's terrific. And we'll be right back with the results of a dino-sized auction. Finally tonight, Sotheby's New York auctioned off an item 76 million years in the making. The Gorgosaurus skeleton was purchased by an anonymous buyer for $6.1 million. A relative of the T-Rex, the Gorgosaurus, get this, was faster than T-Rex and had a stronger bite. Experts say these private sales are bad for science since the fossil can't be used for research. Well, that's tonight's CBS 80 News. See ya. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.